strange attraction, mass psychology, synchronicities, and occulted realities. Welcome to the Friday Farcast with Robert Phoenix. What do we transition to, to what happened last night? Good, because I'm sick of free <laughs> Have we have we had enough Frieri or full uh, Frieri? Yeah. There's a little lag in your uh, video. <laughs> I know I, my my power's running down. Oh, it, is that what it is? It okay. stops at about nine percent. So oh, that's we'll right. just we'll just hang out with it. Good for thing a second. you're not in California. You can't plug it into a uh, gas pump now. It's one it's it's one of these things with this computer, and I know that I need I, like maybe I could shut down some of these uh, oh, you're windows. Back. No, you're in sync you're, you're, now. You're, you're, in sync you're okay now. again. Okay. All right, um, let's go to. Um... Oh boy. Well, thanks, Robert. What, that was a... just good to talk about all that stuff. Yeah, no, I think I think it was a really good uh, dive, and I think people need to understand. One of the other things I wanted to, to bring up before we moved on to, to Biden, and I think it, it could be a good bridge, is the summer of Floyd. Mm. Right, the summer of Floyd was a massive mind control program for people to die and to identify with the oppressed. Oh, that yeah. was a Freerian yeah. psychological operation to get on a knee, right? That's right. exactly what happened. And by the way, as a country, we have not been the same since. But isn't it good? See, this is where pattern recognition comes in. Once we teach ourselves to recognize when we're being manipulated, then that breaks the spell. Well, I think it breaks the spell for people like you and me and all the other people that are watching this. Um, yeah. But all not every, not are. everybody. I think we're getting better at it. I think more people are getting wise to it. And maybe this will accelerate their wisdom here. Here we go. I've I've never seen anything like this. This this was and already the memes are flying all over the internet with this image. Yeah. So so you know, right off the bat, he comes walking in. He's basically being led by the hand by Jill. Right. You know, his handler. Literally. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and then you know, they give the little the little the little peck in the cheek, and then he and I think he sniffed his hair her hair on the way over. <laughs> Um, I think that I think that was the last line of coke that uh, they put in there. Oh, maybe that's yeah. Yeah, it's it's like it's like Joe. It'll be just above her uh, left uh, ear. That lends a whole new meaning to powdered wigs, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Love you, honey. (laughs) So um, right. So so yep, and and obviously he's juiced. Um. You know, and he's and which which we saw, you know, a couple of months ago, you know, and maybe it takes uh, and maybe it took whatever weeks he's been on, quote unquote, vacation to, um, you know, to reassemble something for him or but, have him be reassembled. Right. But yeah. obviously the uh, the Lenny uh, Renestall, Renestall, Reifenstahl, perfect um, setting. All right, and then and then the obvious the Gemini Marines, yeah, on 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 either side of him, yep. You know the Marine Band, 
So he's saying, I've got control of the military, um, you know, and that's the for I've got the force of the military behind this. And it's on, and then of course the color, the darkness, it's 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 a it's a it's a black mass. Mm, black it's a black mass, and I'm this is this is this is in my head fucking Satan saying, you know, I'm running the show now. That's why I said it was. That's why I wrote you earlier that it was a Rubicon moment. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that uh, that's a good place to start. Um, I, I would agree with all with all those things. This is also the taking back of the red. Yes, right. So the the the, the Democrats and the left used to be red, and now they're taking back the red. And they're actually, if you listen to what he had to say, is that they are the true Americans. Oh, yeah. They're the ones that honor the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. And it was in Philadelphia because they wanted to have that symbolic oh, place. You know right? what struck me, too? Before he came out, they rang the bell. Mm -hmm. Right. It was, it didn't sound like the bell of freedom. It sounded like a death knell to me. If you go back and just listen to it, the tone, it, I don't think it's the original bell because that's cracked, right? Right, yeah. But um, the symbolic bell, and it just really had an ominous sound to Chris. I don't know. Well, if it, 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 was, it wasn't the taco bell. We know that. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're taking back, they're making this huge pivot, right? And they've been working on this pivot for a while now. They've been they've been on this pivot for at least five or six months. I remember when they first started to move towards this pivot mm -hmm. and repositioning themselves as basically center, right? They're trying to move this thing back into the center. Uh, and then they're demonizing even just the far right of the center, not the near right of the center, my, my bad. The near right of the center, right? They're repositioning everything. They're reframing everything, recontextualizing everything. They're the real Americans. They're the true Americans. Trump, MAGA, the Republicans, these people are the threat. They're the fringe, right? They, they, they are the 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 force that is tearing this country apart so join us in the center right join us in the center we're going to bring the country back together again this is this is the message here right. and at the same time he says if you don't do it we're going to take care of you that's yes. that's that's what's yes. being said Yes, and, and that's... Um, go ahead, you say something. Just that he threatened three quarters of the American people. Right. So, yeah, one, one point I want to make um, is, is that he's continuously in the speech, and, and they've been going on and on and on, about something that they keep on calling MAGA ideology. Right. Right? There's no, and without ever once, you know, I mean, at least with Frieri, he's got an ideology, and he's written, you know, 30 books on it. You know, he spent some time working it out. These guys never once, never once 
explain what, what MAGA ideology is or what any of the ideology that they're supposedly against is. The only ideology they have is, is, that, they, is that they question the election results. Right. And, 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 but there's no such. And then they have January, they have January 6th and they have right. Charlottesville. Those are right. their two moments that they always pull from. Right. Right. And so, and so, but it's, so it's interesting that they keep on calling it ideology without ever once having to say what that ideology Come is. Come on, man. Right. Um, so that was, I just wanted to make that point before um, I forget what else it would maybe it's something else I was going to say, but, but go ahead. Keep, keep going. Um, well, I, I think this thing is a pretty sophisticated psychological operation mm -hmm. yes. because it's doing a number of different things. Number one, if you're an American who um, basically believes that the last election was stolen, right? If you believe that, and there's clearly a lot of prima facie evidence that this guy couldn't even draw 500 people. Okay, I'm sorry. That's on tape. We saw we saw when he was out on his little tour, and the the, the attendance to his events was pathetic. Four jeeps with the circles around the four, chair. Four jeeps in a circle. Right, and then watching the Trump rallies where, you know, it was like the Beatles, and you had you know, upwards of fifty thousand people at a time. So just the optics alone tell a very different story right. To, right. To, to the outcome. Okay, yeah, so I'm gonna- I, rec I recommend 22,000 mules. It's pretty I'll good. Leave that there. Yeah. Well, I'll leave that, but you have a bunch of people who are not happy about that. Mm -hmm. You have a bunch of people who are not happy over the fact that they have to pay way more in gas. You got a bunch of people who are not happy over the fact that every time they turn around, they're watching drag queen fill in the blank, mm -hmm. right? You have a, there's, there's a large number of people who are pissed off. So what's he doing? He's poking the bear. He's, they want to poke the bear. Yes. Right. Yes. And then at the same time, they're coming in with the constitution, the declaration of independence, what makes this country great. We're all created equally under the same God. He says that in that speech. Yeah. yeah, he does. Well, if you're a critical race theory person, you're going to have an issue with that, by the way. Because in a critical race theory position, you, they, you, you don't believe that. Right? That, that belongs to a whole other form of oppression. So I don't want to get into that. So, But what he's doing, right, is they're creating this massive field of cognitive dissonance. Because on the one hand... Theoretically, in this moment, everything that I just talked about, all those conditions, right, the election, everything that we've gone through, those things would equate to the oppressed, right? In this instance, the oppressed are normal Americans. Yes. Right, right. Right. That's who the oppressed is. I agree. Right. And, and I think you're right. I think... Um, they're looking for uh, a causes belli. They are, uh, you know, look at what happened to, you know, I don't know, you probably know what happened to Marjorie Taylor Greene. With the swatting? So she the got swatting. swatted twice. Two, two days in a row, maybe a third time. I'm not sure about the third time. But one of the things she, she was, the first time she was going to go to the door with her gun. 
and she something told her put the gun down right and so she's convinced that they wanted her they wanted to her you know do a death by cop thing um so anyway so the interview this, was so excellent. that is the so that that is what's behind this you know because because it's on on any prima facie evidence there's there's nothing to January 6th. There's nothing anywhere. Right. They've made it up. They've lied continuously. They've made right. everything up. And, you know, and now, and now Trump is poking them back by saying, well, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to uh, pardon all these people when I get in. So, um, anyway. Yeah, that's, just, that's a whole other discussion. Um, but I feel like when, when he starts to reference the Constitution, and the Declaration of Independence, and this country's greatness, and why it's so great in the world, and we have a great century ahead of us, and unlimited opportunities, right? He's creating this cognitive dissonance, because those are all messages that Americans theoretically would relate to. Mm -hmm. Right, and, He's uh, looking for credibility. and especially on the right. Especially on the right. And then he's saying, well, these people over here they're problematic. They're the biggest threat to what we're, you know, true democracy. So what are they attempting to do with this black magic? This is black magic. This is black magic. Mm -hmm. Clearly. Are they trying to move people away from like the middle right, right? To come more to the center where, where uh, grandpa Joe will be the, uh, the great mediator and bring uh peace between the left because what they've done is they've created such an intense polarity right such an intense polarity and he's like coming out here with the olive branch i have the olive branch just abandon your ideology just abandon these crazy ideas that you have been seduced by and if you do you can join us in this new version of america where everybody is created equal under the eyes of God. This is what they're doing here. Again, this right. is the iron law of will projection. Yep. Yes. Yes. That's what that is. That reading of the constitution and, you know, look how good we are, you know, but, but we're, you're so bad. You've been destroying and shredding the constitution. Well, that's the iron law of will projection. They are projecting. Absolutely. Literally onto the American, three quarters of the American people, what they're doing from day one. Yeah. All right, shall we sample some of the demonology yeah, here? I just, I just want to also just throw in, you know, the thing is it's not gonna work. I mean, obviously it's not gonna work on us. It's not gonna work on the MAGA crowd. So, I mean, a fact of, oh gee, that sounds reasonable. No, you know? but, 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 but they were also doing this to stir the MAGA crowd too. Yeah. Right. Well, They're doing right. it to get people's blood boiling. Right. Well, yes. yes. Because they, they, they would love to have a conflagration. Yeah. yeah. They, and they would they, love and, it. And if they don't get one, they'll make one. Yeah. Right. Well, they're masters at that. All right. Let, let's sample some of the black magic here. Let's see what um, the pretender in chief has to say. And in America, we're all created equal. This is where the United States Constitution was written and debated. This is where we set in motion 
the most extraordinary experiment of self-government the world has ever known. With three simple words, we the people, we the people, these two documents and the ideas they embody, equality and democracy, are the rock upon which this nation is built. They're how we became the greatest nation on earth. They're why, for more than two centuries, America has been a beacon to the world. But as I stand here tonight, equality and democracy are under assault. We do ourselves no favor to pretend otherwise. So tonight, I've come to this place where it all began to speak as plainly as I can to the nation about the threats we face, about the power we have in our own hands to meet these threats, and about the incredible future that lies in front of us if only we choose it. We must never forget, we, the people, are the true heirs of the American experiment that began more than two centuries ago. We, the people, have burning inside of each of us the flame of liberty that was lit here at Independence Hall. So this is something that Stephen Miller would have written for Trump. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm, I was just thinking. You know, this they, they must have gotten a new speechwriter because they usually have the shittiest of speechwriters. I'm also looking at the two uh, split microphones and thinking of him speaking with a forked tongue. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, so they're re he's really selling this idea of America, right, and transposing it with the anti-America and the great threat to America, which gets back to this iron law of will that you're talking about. Let's hear him talk about that. A flame that lit our way through abolition, the Civil War, suffrage, the Great Depression, world wars, civil rights. That sacred flame still burns. Now in our time, as we build an America that is more prosperous, free and just. That is the work of my presidency, a mission I believe in with my whole soul. But first, we must be honest with each other and with ourselves. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Gee, I wonder why. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans so represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Now, I want to be very clear, very clear up front. <clears throat> not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. These are hard things. But I'm an American president, not a president of red America, blue America, but of all America.
And I believe it's my duty, my duty to level with you, to tell the truth, no matter how difficult, no matter how painful. So he's going to be the great uniter. Yeah. Well, and the other thing which we mentioned before is that this is, I think this is also um, a justification for, for, the, for an upcoming arrest of Trump. I, they're they're getting very close. I don't I don't uh, think they I don't think they have the evidence. No, but they're he making you know they put That's up a, they put before. up a picture of the oh look oh look top secret oh look Time right. Magazine you know right right and all yeah, that Robert was, Barnes was saying since when do you are you allowed to take photographs of, of top secret or classified right, documents right, <laughs> right. well you know? I mean basically when Obama was president I think he passed. Some I don't think it was an executive order, but he did something yeah. that basically said, "Look, um, you know, if you if you look at it as a president, it's declassified." Well, he can declare it declassified. He can declare. He doesn't have to declare it. Apparently, but he has the ability to declare anything that's unclassified. Right. That's right. That's right. So and, he, and but but there's no formal like procedure for that. You don't have to sit down and right. fill out a form or no, take don't. a stamp on it, right? All you have to do as a president is wave your hand over it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's and, really what that what it amounts to. And apparently, Obama walked off with like a million pages of classified papers. He walked out with a ton of shit. A boatload. Right. Of course, yeah. for the library. Regardless. The, the library, right? So, I do think that that so the, I. I think this is an all-in moment. This is where we're headed. Yeah. And I don't you I think you guys were on my Sunday night show. And I looked at the Jupiter return of the start of World War II. Yes, yes. And it was se September 1st. Oh right. September right, right. 1st. That that was like count the days. The Jupiter, of course. Yeah, I was, you know, in the back of my head, I said, I know there's I know there's something about September 1st. It was, was the, it was the Jupiter return, right? That cycle, the Jupiter cycle. Because of, that was that was the invasion of Poland. That's right. And oh, and there okay. and there were it wasn't just this event, but there were two other events that happened in the last 48 hours. The Pope, I don't know if you caught this, the oh, Pope yeah. declared we're oh, in World yeah. War Three. Oh no, I didn't hear that. I heard oh, about yeah transferring the money back into the Vatican bank or whatever that some, some. And then the other event, the other event was that the Poles now want reparations from the Germans for world war II. Well, that's been going on for a while, hasn't it? but they just made it very public okay. yesterday. So here, look, I'll show you Pope declares world war three. I missed that, I guess. Right here. Daily Mail happens right at the Jupiter return. Right here. Of course. Well, they would use. So it's like I just did the math and it didn't really 83rd, 83 years. Pope declares mankind experiencing the outbreak of World War Three. There it is. What's the date on that? September 1st. Wow. That's the Jupiter return. And then we have Biden declaring war on Americans, basically. Sounds like an right. incantation. A bunch of stuff, you know, and we have, of course, the, the, the Pope is uh, consolidating all the funds into one of their 
it's not even a bank. It's a uh, it's like a fund. It's a fund. So all the monies that are in 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 uh, any in the, in the uh, Vatican uh, holdings are all going into one place right now. By the end of this month, um, probably to protect them, right? Yes, because Alvin Wrights had an article about it, and she was saying that it had to do with their creditors calling in their debts. Interesting. And then what happens if there's a collapse in the banking system mm -hmm. and they've moved all of their assets into some other it's a fund. It's a fund. Place, yeah. Right, right. So that's another another kind of fail-safe uh, move on, on the Catholic Church's part. Um, so what do you think is going to happen? What's your best guess? <laughs> With, um, you know, in what realm? I, I, I actually, I do. I do think that that they're going to arrest Trump. I think that October is going to be uh, uh, everything points and everyone, everyone's talking is just not my, you know, mystic prognostication, but I, I just feel like October is going to be a, a really bad month and a lot of these things are going to happen, and probably including the rest of Trump, maybe the calling off of the elections or, you know, whether or not, I guess it depends on whether or not they can steal them or not. Um, because all of their continuous continuance depends on holding the house, and you know, if if there were real elections, I think they would lose the house. And they know it. Um, they have right. to, and they have to know that. So, right. So, so there was there was yeah. an, uh, like a not an emergency election, but uh, uh, there was an election recently in Alaska, Alaska, and Sarah Palin lost to this other woman for to marry something but apparently there was there was some type of voting called push voting that was employed during that election i don't know what it is maybe people oh, want to look well, it robert up. barnes was talking about it on the duran right with alex and alexander right and he really explained it very well um it's not called push election. There's it's, another term for it. It's but a way to, down downline voting or something like that. In other words, you get if you first go ahead. Yeah, you can you have your Sorry. first choice and your second choice and your third choice and your fourth choice for your candidate. Right. They instituted that, but he said that most of the Republicans are not on board with that. And they just didn't fill in their subsequent desires for who should fill the position. They only filled up the top one and walked away. He said, had they understood the mechanism and how it's supposed to work, they would have filled in the whole, you know, voting option. I see. Downline voting, something like that. I think it's called downline. I think that's something what it like is. That. Yeah. But he said that made the difference. Had they not instituted that particular form of voting, which isn't all that bad, but if people are not accustomed to it and you're just thrust in, oh, what's this? Well, this is my candidate who I want. And they walk away. He said, that's what happened. But right. he still seems to feel that Sarah Palin is going to somehow, um, I don't know if it's like down the road, you know, come in and win an election. But it was on the Duran yesterday or two days ago. And that crew is so interesting to listen to. Everybody likes so, that show. I really appreciate them. They yeah. are so good. So that's what that was. Well, Sarah Palin beat Nick Begich the third to get that seat. And of course, Nick Begich is the son of the, uh, was the senator 
from Alaska that that, that died in that plane crash with with Hale Boggs. That's a weird story in and of itself. That whole Hale Boggs, uh, Nick Begich thing is just so well, weird. Nick, was Nick Begich the one who wrote the book "Angels Don't Play This Hard"? That's right. That That's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But his father mm-hmm. was right. a senator from Alaska, mm-hmm. and he died in this plane crash with Hale Boggs. And they never found the plane. Hmm. And it turns out that Begich's wife was banging this uh, this mafia guy from Arizona who was setting up the cocaine trade for the pipeline workers. Ouch. So, oh. so this guy who was having an affair with Nick Begich's mother sets up the death of Nick Begich's father. Really? Wow. And then marries Nick Begich's mother. Oh. Ooh. Gee, that's right out of Hamlet. How dark is that yeah, shit? That's, that's right really out of Hamlet. Ugly. Really ugly. Uh, I talked about this with Russ Winter. There's a great podcast available. If anybody wants to like really go down that rabbit hole, um, it's a great podcast. And it's a series of it's almost like a whodunit with, let me see if I can find it, uh, with uh, basically digging in and, into how they find the guy who, for all intents and purposes, plants a bomb that obliterates this plane. Let me see if I can um, find this podcast real fast. I highly recommend It's very entertaining. And whose podcast is, is I'm gonna, it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, no, it's not Russ. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. It's a really, really good podcast. It's done. It's by a journalist who did like a real journalistic work. It's called Missing in Alaska. And uh, it's on Audible. And I think it's on also uh, maybe Spotify or iTunes. I'm going to put it up, put the link up here. I'll show you guys uh, with the screen share. It's right there. Missing in Alaska. I heart part, I heart oh, podcast. So it's, you can listen to it for free. And I highly rate, I highly recommend it. We listened in the car. We were driving, I think from uh, wow. South Carolina through Florida, took us a few hours to go through it. And it was just really compelling. Mm. And it gets into things like uh, letters from people in, in prison that were in the same prison as the guy who set up the bomb. And it's really, it's very interesting. World. <laughs> so, this way. You get a human life and this is what you do with it? Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. I, I mean, I, I mean, obviously... Obviously, the the wife of the the father was not happy, right? She was she for whatever reason, you know, she wasn't getting her bell rung. And here comes this guy who's dangerous. He's part of the mafia from Phoenix. He's there in Alaska to set up the cocaine trade on the pipeline. That's how Chris she, felt she, for me. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Sight. 
and she meets this guy and you know what is what is he he's, and he's probably a wild man yeah, he's yeah. a wild man he's dangerous they probably get high you know they screw all weekend right and the next thing you know you know she's switching teams yeah was she was she a part a party to the disappearance of the guy's father i don't know you don't get into that part of it in the podcast but um they get into even like the details of the plane and how they're they were how they were able to kind of find there are two different planes so if you're really into investigative journalism that almost yeah. unfolds like a mystery i highly recommend mm-hmm. that yeah we're okay. always looking for something interesting to learn mm-hmm. yep all right um what about you guys yeah i think we're okay. gonna pull the yacht pull the yacht into the dock so it's the okay. time for you to talk about what's going on with your world and yeah. your works so talk about freeman oh yeah we just had a nice three-hour interview with freeman fly uh, a couple of days ago and wow three it, hours that's a long long interview. well good, it's two parts chat. you know right. he's got his i guess i don't know if it's patreon or whatever the private subscription part is right that part and so I, don't know when it's going up. I don't know. He puts it up on well, usually the weekend afterwards. I'm not sure. Do you know right. his schedule? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. But um, uh, anyway, I'm sure. maybe maybe if Steve's in the chat, I think Steve is in chat. Out. He's probably in chat. He might be able to and, tell people. And thank you, Steve, for setting us up with Freeman again. This is our second talk with Freeman. It was about three or four but, years ago. But we actually had a lot of fun. With we, did. we did. We did. We got. We got. We covered a lot of ground. So. Anyway, so that and we're kind of neighbors because we're like what an hour. Yeah. Out. You're not that far away. Yeah, not yeah. really. And yeah. uh, and so then on Monday we're Monday we're recording with Danny Katz, and so that will be available to people who subscribe to her on YouTube, I guess. And I guess I don't know, or or I don't know if she has a Patreon thing too. So however she works it. Um, what is your book coming out, Steve? So still working on it. Um, and I'm just, I'm just trying to get it out by the end of the year. I've got, uh, we've got a Lisa E's book in production. I've got it to our book designer. So that's the book on, on her life in, in MK Ultra. Astonishing. Just jaw-dropping. Really amazing book. It's like reading Kathy O'Brien's life. It's wow. maybe, maybe one, one louder, you know, maybe it's an 11. Yeah. Because, oh. you know, because it oh, yeah. gets, it gets into the altars much more. And it, and it really, she tries to write it, she writes it in the first person plural in that so that you can kind of feel what it's like to have these altars and, and her altars were, you know, she's got kill altars and, and all this sort of stuff going on. Wow. And, and, and it, but it comes, and also because it's written as it comes to her fragmentary. So you've got that experience too, so. And she has artwork that she's done. So yeah. her collages, that she created through her healing process are all peppered throughout the book. So it's going to be a color book. So you've got imagery supporting the text. Sounds interesting. It's very interesting. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, So it's amazing. Yeah. So our designers on that, I don't know, that might take a month or two to come out. And um, Mindy Meltz, her book is out. We have, you know, we have the Mindy Meltz book of the the third part of the After Ever After trilogy. We have Gene Hardigan Wayner's book. We have well, say what that is. Well, Gene Hardigan Wayner's book is Walking with Alethia. And how's that going? How's that being received? It's okay. It had a big start, and it's 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 slowed down significantly, but it's still selling. 
but Jean she, was abused by the priests in her school as a as a teenager back in the 70s and right. um, her teacher was murdered who was trying to you know blow the whistle on these priests so that's still an open case in baltimore yeah and the netflix series called the keepers interviews gene they started out they were going to just do one segment but there was so much intrigue they ended up doing seven episodes and gene comes in on episode two and she's in it for the whole rest of it and it's fascinating so that's walking with alethia and that's still on uh, netflix the series yeah yeah it is it's yeah. still yeah one we of watched the it shows. and we were we were captivated. yeah it's another great investigative you know show um they do, a do, lot do, do you guys have links to that on your website? Um, not to the Netflix, no. I mean, well, it'd be hard because Netflix is like paywall, right? But right. they probably have a trailer for it that you could link to. Oh, that's a good idea. Yes, that's a good idea. Yeah, I meant, you know, I mentioned it, um, you know, since it's about her healing from it. So she's just not i understand it's, it's it's sort of like an you don't want to be exploitative because the the material is more about her recovery from it you'd have to tell the story it. so the you, story you, is you there. have to right Plus i'd rather have him buy the book <laughs> well but i think if yeah, from a search from a search engine perspective right because we're talking about search engines mm. if you could do i don't again i have to go to your website and i'm not here to like you know help you with your marketing but from a search engine perspective if you can post that somewhere on your site with sense. written text links to the whole netflix yeah. series no, that's not a bad idea Thank you so that, that. when, yeah, when they page. when people type it in boom it pops it's like oh what's this good, there's good. a book yeah. about this woman yeah and we, should talk we about have a separate page in each you know, we have a separate page for each book within the website so right that's a good place to put it and yeah. then i'd like yeah. to also bring up marion Miriam Hanane's book coming up on George Floyd. That's that's so you guys. So, so did she get enough money to get the the she's working on it. for everything? Well, she's working on it. She's the you know, she's I think she's working on the film, right? Um, and also, there's somebody writing a screenplay for the uh Elisa ebook, also. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, you know, yeah. uh, to do a um, uh, you know, like a, a fictional um. Yeah. version of, of her story so does Miriam Hanane have a title for her book yet um she just changed it so now we're not going to remember if right. something but Miriam has really back information on what took place that day in cup foods and she's interviewed what I don't know who the his man best is. friend Maurice Maurice his best friend Maurice so she's got a video interview with him and you know, that's going to be in the documentary. I guess. Do some people call him the space cowboy? I could be. The I don't know. The what pomp, is that? The, the pompous of Minneapolis. Oh, you got to have to explain that. I have no that's idea a, what you're talking that's about. That's a Steve Miller, Steve Miller joke. Oh, okay. Yeah, so cowboy. anyway, we're kind of excited for Miriam. And, you know, she's been doing a lot of podcasts, trying to drum up interest, you know, and get some money to support her project for the right. documentary. And she's very articulate. She's also on, um, she's been interviewed. Does she have a special uh, show? Is it on American Periscope Media or is that some uh, other? I don't think so. I think she's just been on other people's shows. Okay. Maybe it was Jim Fetzer or something. Anyway, anyway, 
I know she has like a regular gig somewhere. Where she's well, it sounds like you guys have some great stuff coming up here. It is. It's so, been, yeah. We're, yeah, we're kind of absurdly busy. And then, you know, getting out the books and editing them has really put a crimp in my writing. So I'm in a like, kind of quiet space. And as soon as, so I, I've been able to get a little bit back to it, you know, which is good. Um, you know, so I'm like, I'm, I'm in the middle of the, the, the George Floyd chapter. Which is the which is the sacrifice, which is the the hub about which the whole the whole uh, project well, could, of my book spins. You could say a little bit about why you chose it to be uh, in a mythological framework. Why I chose well, well, well because, well, because that, that was the revelation. Was that was that the whole thing maps onto an ancient an ancient Greek um, sacrifice. The whole COVID up until now just maps onto it, so you can just take every part of what's happened to us and see it as as a as a part of the sacrifice, um, as you know inverted. The hand washing is the ablutions and the yeah yeah all wash the different hands, stages of it. You know the invocation is event two hundred one, and and on and on. So each aspect, you know, they there would be processional. So what was the procession? You know, where everyone would sing and dance and 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 do art and and have a processional leading up to the sacrifice. Well, and then right after the sacrifice, the processional turns into the summer of Floyd. You know, where you have all these all these death marches and fire marches, and 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 so the blood was after the sacrifice. The killing of George Floyd, of course, usually they slit the throat of the animal during a sacrifice. George Floyd's throat is not slit. But it's the whole thing is around. I can't breathe, right? And the blood comes after the sacrifice in this case. So it's um, it's really fleshing out all those kind of ideas. It really is with um, with some great um, ancient art pictures. Yeah, yeah, lots of lots of pretty pictures for those of you who so, like pretty pictures. Do you guys yeah. ever get into William Henry at all? Do you know William Henry? Uh, varieties of religious experience. No, that's then? Henry James. Oh, that's Henry James. Nope. I think William lives in Nashville. Um, he had a show on Gaia right yes, around the yes. same time I did. Yes. And he, he's done a lot. I don't know. He, his name just popped up into my head with how he and his wife would look at all these paintings yeah. and oh, break yeah, them down yeah. esoterically. And, and uh, Yeah. Yeah. I remember some of it was good, but yeah, we had trouble with the personalities. With the personalities, <laughs> let's just say. Um, right. You know, I met William. Like, he's actually a really nice guy. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. That's good. Yeah. I don't know about his wife, but he's cool. I like him. Oh, good. Okay. All right. Thank you, Robert. We'll see you next month. All the best with everything. Thank you, everyone. We'll for see you listening. Month. Have a wonderful birthday this month. Oh, yeah. That, that's going to happen, isn't oh, yeah. it? Yeah. You get to a certain stage and you kind of like forget them. Yeah. We'll get there. Well, you know, once you, yeah, you're, you're, you're in the decade between uh, significant number changes. But it's nice getting the presents done. Yeah, you know, it's nice as people saying happy birthday. Yeah, like, people like appreciating that. you being born. Yeah. 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 Thanks yeah. for coming in, Robert. Hey, well, you know, it's a dirty job, but somebody had to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're doing it well. well yeah. we'll All right. Uh, you two take care, and uh, we'll, we'll see you next next month. Everybody else, use your head in order to discern what's real. Your heart, your heart to see what's possible. I'm Robert Phoenix. Be back in this channel on Sunday night for Sunday Night Astro Live. And that's going to be at 6 p.m. Central when we talk to